Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found with at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar at YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. Now I'm going to turn you over to your host, Shane Grove. Hey, everyone. Welcome to uh, this sort of mini episode of From the Shadows podcast here. Um... And joining me this morning is the super producer. I mean, really in our circle, he's a super producer. In other circles, we don't want to tell you what he's described as. Jason, <laughs> how's it going this morning? <laughs> Greetings, everybody. I'm doing good. Uh, Thank you. Uh, now we we're kind of uh, we're kind of excited this morning um, to introduce our guest, who's doing something super cool and. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna bring him on, let him kind of talk about it a little bit. Uh, Mr. Michael Waddell, how are you doing this morning, Michael? Uh, not bad. Thank you guys so much for, for having me on. It's uh, it's it's a pleasure, and and I'm gonna explain a little bit how I came across Michael. Um, Michael is the should I say inventor creator of a. Uh, of a game called MetaZoo Cryptid Nation. Did I get that right? Yep, perfect. All right. And it's so, you know, what we do on the podcast here is, um, you know, we do a lot of social media stuff. And I, and I came across this cool MetaZoo, MetaZoo uh, Instagram page. And so I'm checking it out, and I'm like, man, this guy is either a crazy person or he's a crazy genius <laughs> and i know there's a you know there's a thin line that separates those uh those two descriptions sometimes but um i reached out to him we kind of went had a little back and forth and i figured out that this was something cool that i mean our listeners are people who love the 
who love cryptids, number one, and love everything that's kind of uh, off the wall and mysterious. And I just thought that the concept of this game was uh, was pretty cool. So we invited Michael to come on, and Michael's here this morning to to kind of give us a breakdown of what this game's all about and how, uh, if any of our listeners um, are interested, how they can go check it out and get involved and, you know. So, Michael, take yeah. it away, man. So so thanks for the intro. Yeah, the I've been wanting to, to, to create a game like this for, for a while, but it's kind of hard to, to find a subject matter that's, like, as culturally influential or has the potential to be as culturally influential as, as something like Pokemon or magic. Right. And I think a lot of creators in the game board or trading card game industry kind of feel that way. Um, they don't want to take it on because, you know, when it comes to magic, the gathering Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, they're kind of the industry Titans. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And we're yep. certainly not claiming to be an industry Titan, but you know, one of the cultural movements that I've been a part of for a long time and that I feel is incredibly rich uh, from a cultural sense is, is the cryptic community, right? And, and it's not just the cryptic community, it's, it's the paranormal, paranormal community, it's the, the yokai community, it's, it's all these, these things that have existed for hundreds if not thousands of years in human culture um, and have influenced it, but no one's really put it, I think, succinctly into a trading card form that kind of speaks to all those cultural influences in like a really cohesive way. So that's, that's what I wanted to do with MetaZoo Cryptid Nation. Um, and, and Cryptid Nation is just the first set. The second set that we're thinking about is likely going to be called Yokai Island, and it's going to be about uh, yokai. Um, and the, the kind of the, the reason why this was really cool is because immediately after kind of introducing um, the concept of putting a bunch of these cryptids into trading card form, a lot of artists on Instagram kind of latched on immediately. And a lot of them have been, you know, creating Mothman fan art or Wendigo fan art or, uh, you know, even kind of more obscure ones like Sinkhole Sam. Like, they, people love this stuff. And there's a huge kind of underground community of, of artists and people who are just fans of, of these creatures that a lot of them really believe exists, right? And, and I believe exists. And, and a lot of them are, are kind of local to where they are, so their hometown or their city. And so I was thinking about, you know, in creating this, I don't really have to create that cultural influence with this game. It's already there. And if you think about it, as far as kind of the chase cards go, like what people are looking to get when they open a pack, it's going to be different for everyone because they're scattered throughout the U S and North America. And when we expand to other sets, like everyone has their own favorite cryptos or yokai, right? Yes. But it just yeah. seems like a really cool, cool, cool way of organizing all of these things that are already there into kind of a, a cohesive movement. And that's kind of what we see MetaZoo potentially becoming. So, so I can only relate this, um, because I'm way older than you. Okay, you're just a, you're just a young guy, so I can only relate this to, you know, going to the drugstore and getting the twenty five cent pack of uh, baseball cards, and you know, and I and I will admit it, I was a Cleveland Indians fan even in the seventies and eighties, um, <laughs> and 
yeah, and looking for your favorite players from your yep. favorite team. And and, and, and that, that favorite player may have been like a, a local guy that went to your local high school, um, or, you know, or your, your local college, right? And it has a special yep. kind of connection to you as an individual. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. And th- no, no, that's, I mean, you're exactly right. There's always, you know, there's the, the local connection, but then on the broader spectrum, um, you know, and I, you know, and I grew up being a huge sports card collector is you're trying to collect the whole set. Now you're trying to collect stuff in these games for a different reason, because you're going to, you know, use these cards to interact with other players and play a game. Whereas, you know, I was just trying to collect cards just because I wanted that sense of accomplishment that I wanted to, um, you know, complete a set. And it's a challenge, you know, either way, it seems like. And I, and I got to admit, I'm totally ignorant to the magic, the Pokemon stuff. Because, hey, look, like I said, I, I'm baseball, football, basketball guy when it came to cards. You know, if I, if well, I couldn't see somebody's batting average, I did. But, but I can relate, though, to this because like you said, these cryptids, like since I was, you know, the same age I was collecting cards, I was into Bigfoot, UFOs, the Loch Ness Monster, you know, different cryptids that have been around, like you said, for hundreds, if not thousands of years. So now I can, I can see these characters as real characters like the Mothman and, mm-hmm. and uh, Dogman and stuff, you know whatever so that's that's what really intrigues me about this card game is because i can wrap my head around the the characters and the cards in the game and understand where you're coming from exactly right and that's Mm -hmm. you know the the collectability aspect of it is huge the the cultural connection is huge um but we know or we knew going in that we could have really cool art that kind of harkens back to the 1990s art style. That's very nostalgic for, for people my age, uh, for millennials, right? Um, but if the game doesn't play well, and it's, it's, it's the kind of game mechanics don't match up with the expectations that collectors and you know TCG players have from you know the big three, then that's that's gonna suck, right? Like. Yeah, we, we don't want people just collecting it for the art. We actually want people playing. And then we think that that gameplay aspect is something that we innovate on as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I will tell you this, if you, do you have like a dog man card or do you have like a, a I mean, obviously a Bigfoot card and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. So we have like Ozark Howler, we have dog man, we have back. We have white thing. We have, I think over, I believe like over 220 cryptids and see if you're nice. lucky. if you're lucky and you get those cards you could possibly get an autograph from some of those cryptids if you if you you know are brave <laughs> brave which is funny is because one of our one of the guys on our podcast his he goes by the name the ozark howler so mm. <laughs> so there you go yeah <laughs> so, well, we're, we're, we're you know we're sending out sample cards to a bunch of people uh, the sign-up is still active, so we have, like, I think 10,000 sample cards coming from our printer, um, half of which are holographic, um, and the list is on our on our Instagram as well, so if you want some, sign up, and we'll just send you over some 
some cool sample cards, um, including, by the way, Ozark Howler. So. Oh, yeah. oh, that would be yeah. awesome. So awesome. <laughs> yeah. We could display okay. that on the website and uh put it on after the shadows. Everything. Yes. I'm I'm yeah, really no, I'm no, really excited it. about this. Now now to get to, to to relate this to like how how baseball cards and football cards went, you know, when they started getting in, getting into where the big the big get in a pack of cards was like a jersey. You know, a piece of jersey or a piece yeah. of bat or ball. Hey, how about if you got like a piece of fur from like <laughs> from like like the dog man or like a piece of wing from Mothman? Now that would be a sweet card. Well, you know, a few of them have already a few of them have already reached out, um, and we have you know representatives that deal with any sort of cryptid communication. So uh, it's certainly possible. Like. <laughs> A few of them are harder to get in contact with than others, but we're working on it. See, I think that's fantastic, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm strictly, I'm strictly looking at it as a from a collector's thing of, you know, like you said, this is artwork. I mean, this is really cool stuff, and um, you know, even for somebody who may not be into playing the game, even though that's what you all, that's what you really want. I mean, there is a section of people who may not understand how to play the game, but can appreciate the artwork and appreciate the, you know, finding their favorite cryptid and and stuff like that too. I mean, it's can't. It's, and, and, it's, go ahead. Sorry, go on. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Wait. And I will say, like you know, we we have that very much in mind, right? So if you if you look at Pokemon, they took away the first edition like stamps on cards after I believe like 2002, 2003, we're going to have that again, because it matters to collectors um, on these sample cards. For instance, we have a special symbol on them that indicates that they're one of the sample cards. Um, so like, trust me, like that's, that's top of mind. Um, when we're, when we're creating these cards that, that people will want to collect these and they're going to want to collect all the different forms of them. And, you know, I'm just lucky that I kind of hold the, the keys of the, that kingdom <laughs> Because yeah. I'm never going to have a, a card that I can't collect, you know? Yeah, that is so ah, awesome. Cool. That I, mean, is, I am so stoked about this. What does that kind of power feel like? I mean, is it um, like, I mean, you could be honest here. Just, I mean, just say, look, it's exhilarating. You feel like, you know, the whole world has to bow down. The whole cryptid world has to bow down. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, you know, it, it all depends on how much people buy into it, right? Like, right. Um, we're getting uncut uh, sheets from the printer and... You know, things like that are going to be collectible keepsakes that I was never able to really afford from things like Pokemon and Magic. And, and, and you know, I'd be lying to say that that wasn't kind of uh, a motivating factor as well, is, is holding those keys to the kingdom. Um, it, it feels great. And, and, and But it, it's a huge responsibility, too, right? Like, I can't drop the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, because oh, yeah, because like people, probably, people are going to take – people will take this – super super serious and the things that you you know the things that you uh may like look over a little bit like or maybe have forgotten there's fans that will remind you of every little detail yeah yeah exactly i mean i've i've written the the, the I i was just gonna say like i've written a couple of books and I have to constantly go back 
in the it, 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 keep in mind it's all fiction and you're making it up as you go you still have to go back because people call you out on hey uh, this guy did that why is he now doing this when you know it's 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 like oh my gosh people okay well all they right, follow the continuity Shane. yeah yeah well i'm just yeah, saying and- it's kind of hard for the guy creating it to remember all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, it happens, and it doesn't help that there are so many different ways of telling the story of, of some of these cryptids, right? Right. Um, oh, yeah. And there's ambiguity as the details, but like, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, like, so one of the things that we're adding to the cards, in addition to flavor text is, um, and it's not going to be on all the sample cards because it's just a, kind of a, there's debate around a lot of these cryptids as to where, they were first seen, when they were first seen, and, and people feel ownership over them, right? So if I say that, uh, you know, a Wendigo is from a particular part of the U.S. and was first seen, you know, in a, sorry about that, in, in a, you know, particular location, and people are like, well, wait a second, like, my local legend says this about that, you know, and, and it also kind of introduces another tricky aspect to this, which is because of the cultural influence that a lot of these cryptids have, um, some of them have religious connotations, right? So if you look at things like skinwalkers, Wendigo, if you look at some of the more, uh, the the cryptids that are connected to kind of Native American culture, we have some of them, but we kind of, in this first set, wanted to step back from that and say, well, wait a second, maybe it makes sense um, to to kind of revisit a lot of these cryptids in, in a future set where we have the resources to make sure that we aren't, you know, screwing up uh, in, in terms of those finer details that, in, in the case of some of these Native American cryptids, really do matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you you make a great you make a great point with that uh, because it, it, it is kind of fun. You know, we talk about cryptids and to talk about the Bigfoot and Dogman and all that other and Mothman and and you know and sightings and and did did they really happen and and how true some of these things may but i've done research on like the skinwalkers with you know talking to some native americans and i'll tell you 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 hit the nail right on the head i mean this isn't like some made up like um you know tourist attraction kind of story to draw somebody to an area this is that those are real beliefs everyday beliefs to where some people, some people in those uh, cultures won't even speak of speak of what is uh, what they oh, believe yeah. in for fear of, you know, because it's real life experiences that somebody in their family have had. So you're 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 pretty you're right on the mark with that for sure because uh, it, it means something to it, it means something different to everybody, and then some of that some of the stuff is. Uh, rooted in a different place, you know, a, yep. a, a real different place. So that's that's fair. Now, I did see in reading and doing some research on the game and stuff that one of your favorite cryptids and one of your favorite is the Mothman Indrid Cold uh, yeah. story. <laughs> okay, exactly. which is which is which is funny because we just did couple weeks ago uh in fact last week we we aired the second part of our podcast interview with uh 
best-selling author, Mark Muncy, who does like the eerie Florida, freaky Florida uh, stuff. And he just, he broke the news on the, you know, basically the story of a new connection to Indrid Cold that in Mm. Florida tied to the Mothman case in Ohio. So it may open up a whole new, a whole new, uh, he's, they're doing a book. They're actually doing a book that was supposed to be out next month, but it got pushed back because of the COVID stuff and they're doing more research, but it was, it blew our minds on the whole injury cold (laughs) story and his, in that connection to the government and the UFO, um, activity from the 1950s you know it it, it was it was mind-blowing let's just say say that so it's interesting how even a story from that long ago is new things are being found out about you know oh and and and, you know there are active sightings going on that people report on like apparently there's a lot of what people believe to be mothman activity around like the chicago airport for instance in the past two three months um, and so, uh, you know, I, I believe that these stories are still developing. Um, and, you know, the, the so I'm going to look up what you what you just mentioned and see if I can find new information about that connection, because like we're, we're trying to tie the game to kind of a, a story that connects all of these things. Um, and we actually want to release it as a as a graphic novel. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that's going to be nice. Have, Very nice. <laughs> That's um, that. That is definitely that's. See, that's cool. I, I like the way you're thinking. I like the way you're thinking. You know, yeah, you know you, it's, it's cool pretty good for a young kid. It's pretty good for a young kid. Well, you know, to be honest. Well, <laughs> I, I will say I'm not a young kid. I, I'm. I, I just turned 31 this week. So. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Are you okay, man? Did, 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 no. Did, uh, did yeah, I'm, your... I'm dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> did you get? Did you get your <laughs> handicap? A handicap sticker for your car? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited for discounts at movie theaters now that I, you know, have to sit close to the screen to actually see things. Um, wow, now, Buckeye card. Go, <laughs> well, he's he's in New York City. I'm not sure what uh, what. Uh, yeah, what, what they they might have, they might have a similar program in New York. Yeah, yeah, in Ohio, it's the Golden Buckeye. <laughs> yeah, card. Golden Buckeye, not Ohio Buckeye card. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, sorry, Ron. So, uh, just you know, so so we, I, I mean, we love hearing your enthusiasm and all the work that you, I mean, because uh, we we can we can relate. This is a lot of work that you've put into this. So, so how long has from your initial concept uh, an idea to where you're at now? Where it sounds like you're pretty close to launching the game. Yeah, so we're not, we're not, so we have the, the funding on Kickstarter. So Kickstarter is fully funded, by the way. We actually hit our third stretch goal last night. Um, but we also have uh, funding externally that will allow us to, to create a print run of around, I mean, like 5,000 booster boxes, right? We have distributors mm-hmm. that are um, putting in pre-orders. So, like, this is going to happen. Um and we're thinking that the, the the release that will be distributed to local game stores is going to be um, around Halloween. Is, is the hope? 
Oh, that um, is so awesome. Be- Perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, we're hoping, so we're hoping honestly before, before Halloween, but, um, you know, we have to talk to our printers and we have to, to really get the, the distribution network set up. But, you know, the, honestly, like the, the sooner the better with this, right? Like yes. we've, so we've been working on this or I've been working on this personally for, for about two years. Um, and the art has really ramped up, uh, since, January, right? That's when I started actually contacting these artists or, or the artists that have been talking to me about the concept. Uh, we finally kind of pulled the trigger and, and started um, actually creating the art. Um, the, the gameplay ideas have been percolating for the past two years and I've been writing them down. I probably have hundreds of pages of, of notes kind of like all right, well, this cryptid has this kind of backstory. What kind of functionality or game mechanic can relate to that? Right? Yes, right, um, right. And, and so that's kind of the cool thing about the cards, too, which is, like, we, we try to, to, to match the their gameplay mechanic as closely to their story um, as possible, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, Mothman, like, you know, if you are able to guess a card in your opponent's hand, that isn't like an energy card, then like a lot of bad stuff happens to them, right? So that kind of like sightseeing or, or um, seeing into the future kind of belief that people have thought Mothman has, right? Or think of Mothman has, like that's baked into his core mechanic. Um, the, you know, we have a lot of fearsome critters, which have a lot of really cool or fun mechanics that are like rubber related or, um, you know, the hide behind, for instance, is a trap card. Like we, it's all that kind of took time to process and then make sure that, all right, well, we have all, a lot of cool effects associated with these cryptids. Now, how do we make a cohesive game out of it? Right. Where that was one of the questions that I had about that for you. Uh, but you just pretty much answered it. I was like, what type of team did you have to kind of meld these game mechanics into the cards so that you had a functional game and went along one of the the established systems of the big three, which you had a combination. I think this is going to be awesome. I really do. And, and so I appreciate that. And, and, and you know, you'd be surprised how many people are vehemently against like any other trading card game other than the big three, they, they just immediately hate it, right? Yeah, they the do. The people that we do get to sit down and like actually describe, like one of our main things is that like these cryptids are real. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense that the the real world should affect um, some of the gameplay, right? So we have fourth wall effects that kind of come in. So if you have a cryptid that is, you know, water-based, Mm-hmm. and it's raining outside or you're near a lake or you're near a river and it's a lake cryptid or river cryptid um like those spells and those cryptids will get boosts in power right if, you, if you're playing mock man or injured cold at night mm-hmm. they get a boost in power like and it, 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 it just makes sense to, to have these fourth wall uh kind of like breaking the fourth wall these meta mechanics interact in the game that deals with creatures that we believe to be very real and, and, and kind of present in our world Oh, absolutely. I mean, this so this is still going to be uh, like a good deck building set. So you're gonna you're gonna have people that are gonna have the ultimate deck, and there's it, it's so many aspects to this game 
Now, Shane was discussing from a uh, collector's point of view, a card collector's point of view, which a person like that could actually turn into a gamer as a result of this. Yeah, I mean, that's something yep. that um, he didn't touch upon, but... You but, know what, Michael? I, I see Jason's angle here, because he's going to try <laughs> to talk me into being a gamer. Absolutely. And then try to steal all my money in the process. Oh, no, 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 no. I understand. You, you I know, understand. This, this is not about money. <laughs> Listen, I am not playing strip MetaZoo Cryptid Nation. <laughs> I'm just well, letting well, you know uh, that. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry just sent me a text. He's been trying to get me to uh, kind of oh, break geez. you into the ideal gently. <laughs> well, I will say that the, Fre- the Fresno Nightcrawler you can't play while wearing pants. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that you have to be... <laughs> The Fresno Nightcrawler. Fresno Nightcrawler. I am saying. Ironically, ironically, that was, uh, I believe, Jason's college uh, nickname. Uh, Fresno Fresno Nightcrawler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, only whispered in dark corners, though. Um, Only seen in the shadows. That's a good point, though, right? Like, because the mechanics are connected to the the backstory of the cryptids, like, Mm -hmm. it's going to be impossible for a collector to, like, not start learning about the game, right? Like, I can buy Pokemon or Magic and then just appreciate the art and move on, but, like, the moment, and and kind of the the text associated with the the mechanics aren't really meaningful, but if I'm buying Fresno Nightcrawler because I love Fresno Nightcrawler's backstory and I read that I can't play with when wearing pants like come on that's a funny like oh, you know, yeah. what, 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 what's, what else is there to this game you know and, and and i think it'll draw people in oh it will yeah that's my that's my that's my thought too well i'm interested in in um from the aspect of just uh i mean, how many crypt how many different cryptids do you have in this first run did you say 200 200 and so yes yeah so the total number of cards is uh, 325 like we had more going into alpha testing we had 100 alpha testers that really helped us um, whittle the card game down and, and, and kind of streamline things but of those 325 yeah around 225 of them or 220 are, are cryptids so I'm just cu- there's so many of them around the world well yeah I'm just I'm, I'm just curious to like okay what new what new cryptids and creatures are are, are we going to discover that we haven't come across or heard of? And we do, this is like what we, we do a lot in our spare time. You know, we're researching stories to go reach, you know, have people on and talk and, um, you know, to do stuff for our social media. So, so I know we haven't even scratched the surface in all the different regional type of cryptids. Then if you're telling me that's the number of cards that you whittled it down to. I mean, that's, that's mind blowing. Like what, what we're going to discover is out there that we haven't even touched, you know, touched base on yet. Oh, absolutely. And this is just first edition, Shane. I mean, this thing is evolving. This is a evolving project here. Listen, I can't get past that you can't wear pants while playing as the president. Okay. You can't wear shorts. We're not saying that you can't be wearing nothing, you know, but the, um, let me yeah, wrap my head around that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm just used to looking like at. Hijinks. I'm just like look used to looking at the back of a card and seeing how many doubles the guy had the year before. 
Not that you can't wear pants, okay? Never, <laughs> yeah. never, never. This this game is look at it from the educational point of view. Somebody that's new to cryptids, mm. they got their favorite cryptid, but they get involved in this, and then that's going to turn them on to other cultures, and they're going to learn about other cryptids, and it's just going to further the cause in general. <laughs> well, well, Michael, I, I believe that. Yes. Michael, give give then. Okay, so we'll. We'll uh, we'll let you get rolling this morning because um, I know you're a busy dude. So give all of our listeners a uh, like a little roadmap on how they can find out more about the game, find out more about what what you know what else is coming their way, and how they can get involved, and where they can buy the game, and um, what else to look for, and how they can kind of follow you guys and 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 get updates and stuff. For sure. So, like, honestly, the best best way is is to go to follow us on Instagram, right? Because that's kind of like the the portal or the focal point of all this information. Um, it's going to have our Kickstarter link. So we're, we have eight or nine days left on the Kickstarter. It's going to have the sign up links for um, getting sample cards. Um, and you know, moving forward, you know, I would really suggest if you are interested in in, in, in cryptids and the, and MetaZoo as like a game get in right now at, at, at the Kickstarter level because the prices are, are ridiculous, right? Like for 36 packs, 11 cards per pack, um, you can get a, a booster box for $50, right? You compare that to, you know, something like Pokemon or Magic, and that same booster box is going to cost you over 100 likely, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. like these, these discounts are amazing. Um, and then moving forward, like, we are working with some of the, the main distributors in the U.S., like Magazine Exchange, uh, and, and hopefully they will distribute this to, to hundreds, if not thousands, of, of local game stores. And so following the Kickstarter, there will be a pre-order that you can do online, but, like, MetaZoo is going to be out there. But you can, so you can follow us on our, on our Instagram, which is MetaZoo, one word, underscore, games. Um, and that's going to be the best place to, to buy things and, and just get information in general. Outstanding. Yes, and and I'm looking to I'm looking forward to the uh, special gold foil autographed edition of uh, Jason, the producer from the Shadows uh, MetaZoo <laughs> card. We will do that be- if our fans <laughs> demand it. We will definitely do it. Hey, and I am saying, like, so our sales guy, um, we do have, we are contacting podcasts with with online stores, and so if you guys want to, you know, have cards, we're more than likely to send you guys a few free booster boxes, and if you want to sign them and sell them on your store, that's cool too. That would be oh, yeah, awesome, yeah. Shane. We're gonna have to yeah. make that happen. Well, we have an online store, so you yes, know, we we'll, do. We'll definitely. Uh, We'll definitely look into that because I think this would be something cool that our uh, that our listeners will uh, will want to check out now that they've heard uh, heard all about these about the game and yeah, stuff. You, so you can sign the uh, Fresno Nightcrawler card. And ah! yeah. card. <laughs> hey, listen! Oh, I, will, will there be an action <laughs> shot of Jerry playing the game with no pants? <laughs> now Jerry would do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, Jerry would do that. So. <laughs> well, guys, you know, thank you so much for for having me on. I really appreciate it. 
it's been a really fun talk. It's it's always fun um, talking to people who are really passionate about this stuff. Uh, it's it's going to make the, the community great. You know, the yes. community is already here, right? So that, that's oh yeah, that's really the fantastic part. Yeah, yeah, you're you're definitely right. There is a a really strong and passionate community when it comes to this subject, and I think this is just, um, I mean, this just adds to that another level to to the community and, and people's uh, hunger for knowledge and particip- you know just to participate in this kind of kind of thing I think is going to strengthen the community. So yeah, my hat, our hats off to you, man. This is a great idea. Uh, I love to see somebody take an idea and uh, make it work, you know? So, and if we can help out, we'll help out in any way we can. Cause um, we know it's, uh, that's, that's the key is just getting info out there. So people can, uh, people exactly. can yep. get a hold yeah, of absolutely. it and, and, and use the product. So we're all for it, man. This is, this is great. And thank you so much for joining us this morning. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing what else you come up with. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, again, and, and enjoy the weekend. Yep, All thank right. you. You do the same, we'll talk to Michael. You. Yep. Bye. All right. Mm-hmm. See you guys. Bye. Now, that's some very exciting stuff, folks. We're going to keep this moving forward with the second part of this special edition episode featuring the Ghost Sisters. Hey, and welcome, everyone, to the uh, super late night edition of From the Shadows podcast tonight. Uh, I'm joined with the super producer, Jason. What's happening, Jason? Greetings. I'm recovering. You're recovering? Uh, And for everybody that senses the sarcasm in our voices, Jason had a rough night at work tonight before he... uh, before he got on here and uh we won't go into details but let's just say uh jason is blushing yeah it's it's not good it's not good at all (laughs) sometimes Uh, you see things that just don't need to be seen don't need to be seen we'll just leave it at that those are the things that should stay in the shadows yes they should stay in the shadows and we will make it a point to leave them there too Okay. So joining case of TMI. Yes. Jeez. Well, well, that uh, that soft voice that our loyal listeners are hearing, you guys may recognize that is Chastity from the Ghost Sisters. Chastity, can you say hi again? Sweet talk to the audience. Okay, there you go. Hello, and she's joined by her. sister not only uh in ghost hunting but in real life mandy you there mandy hi everyone i think mandy's probably ready to hang up she's ashamed of all the conversation that was going on before we got we got she, no. she got introduced so now i'm just trying to keep it together from laughing so hard oh, <laughs> okay so, so let's get into it. The, the reason we are having uh, our two favorite ghost sisters back on, back on the show, is we recently did an episode with a mutual friend of ours, Rick, the caretaker at the Shinto Shrine, and uh, Rick. Rick, t- it was an am- it was an amazing interview we had with Rick. He told us some crazy stuff about the shrine and in that interview 
we we were looking forward he, or he was looking forward to you guys coming down and doing an investigation down at the shrine so we wanted to kind of reach out to you guys and get a and get kind of an update of of what happened down there how your trip went what you guys found um if you guys managed to be the first paranormal group to ever spend the night um you know just fill us in tell us what happened well we ended up arriving in bristol tennessee at the shrine it was around three in the morning now talk about creepy because we it was like kind of on a dead end road no wait a second you 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 got there at three in the morning (laughs) Yeah. You mean at the start of the, at the, isn't that like the witching hour or whatever? Like, it sure yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me, Chastity yeah. is the one, Chastity is the one that made the arrangements for this trip, right? She did, she wasn't thinking ahead. <laughs> okay. I just checked, just check. <laughs> just check. So you get there at the worst possible hour in the middle of the night to get there. Oh, yeah. Okay. This and sounds like it's going to go are, fantastic. There. <laughs> There's an old cemetery, right, literally right across from the shrine. I mean, it's a skinny road, so it it just looks like you could throw a stone at the graveyard. I mean, it was that close to the shrine. I mean, it was like maybe six feet away from his shrine, this graveyard was. That was creepy in itself. So, you know, we we pull in, and uh, the caretaker and two members of the shrine um, another man and a woman were both um, there to greet us. And we get out and we go in. And as soon as we get out of the vehicle and get in there, um, we all three started feeling, um, it's almost like you've been in a fun house. You feel like like you're going to tip over. You're really off balance. I mean, the whole place, the energy was so strong that I, I can tell you I've never been in a place that had so much energy in my life <laughs> and there Cassidy, was no and there was and there was no drinking all the way through no that. okay <laughs> all right i just checking because that also uh, you know some people okay okay How did we you we are angels we don't drink Okay, we'll stop the interview right now because that, because 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 now wait a second, Jason. What, what are we? Like I like episode, wine. Don't let her or, lie to you. I was gonna say we were like on episode ninety, and right. that's the craziest. That might be the craziest thing anybody's ever said. I'm just gonna throw it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so so you guys so you guys. Pleading the fifth. Oh boy, I think you're. I think you're drinking the fifth, not pleading. <laughs> yeah, you're drinking the fifth. I love it. Okay. So, so the place is so the place is is full of energy, going crazy. I mean, you guys know that as soon as you now. Now, Mandy, you for some of our listeners that uh, may not be familiar with the Ghost Sisters, shame on you. And may have not heard the previous episode, but you kind of like. How would you describe to our listeners why you have a special why you, why you get this feeling like you are a? Uh, well, I I'm what you call a medium empath. Okay. Um, I'm a very sensitive person, and I can pick up on spirit when um, they're around for sure. And they're, I mean. 
But it, it was almost like there was a different feeling from not just only spirit. There was something else going on. I can't tell you, like, I, I can't explain it. It was something like elemental or something. I, I don't know. It was too much energy. There's no way one place can have so much energy in it. And it wasn't just as soon as we get there, um, like it wore off or something. I mean, as soon as we all laid down to go to sleep, we were still feeling it. And my friend's a skeptic. And I'm like, what are you feeling? She's like, well, I, I do feel off, like I'm off balance. And and then Chastity's like, yeah, I feel really off balance, really bad too. But um, when we went to sleep and woke up, I don't know. Chastity, were you still feeling it? Yeah, a little bit. You yeah, know, Chastity, you're gonna Chastity, you're gonna have to turn it up a little bit because I'm not I'm not feeling that you're feeling it. That's kind of, a, you know. <laughs> but, but but Chastity, I would I would ask you because you're not quite as sensitive, right, as Mandy when it comes to no, sensing. Not as much as she is. No, but you have but but you have done. But I can uh, usually sense. I can sense sometimes things around me. It depends on how strong the energy is. Okay, that's that's yeah. kind of why I wondered. You've been on so many investigations that you probably could tell the difference between some place that is active and some place that maybe not be, you know, not so much. And so you definitely, so you definitely knew something was happening, just in a different way. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, for sure. It, it, to be quite honest. From what I've heard, anywhere chastity is, it's happening anyway. So, I mean, that's just, I think that's just a general rule. So, <laughs> so, so, you, so you guys get there at 3 o'clock in the morning. What, what's the first thing you, I mean, you guys aren't ready just to, get, to go to sleep. What do you guys? Heck yeah, we are. Oh, you are? <laughs> we're, going, we're going to bed. Oh, These what? girls were like, oh my gosh. We roll up. Okay. They're like, oh my gosh. Now this looks creepy. And it was actually pretty cool. I'm loving it, you know, we're rolling up and seeing all this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm loving it. Um, we get to these gates and it's like walking into another time time zone. It's like, What in the hell? <laughs> you walk in and it's like he has one side um was for the dead and then the other side was for the living. He had this big projector screen on the living side, and he had music playing and a Japanese bar and, like, a hangout area. Um, I'm, like, looking around. I'm, like, oh, my God, this is pretty cool. But um, I just couldn't get over the feeling, you know. And like I was saying, as soon as I woke up, I was still feeling it. I couldn't believe it. I, I probably looked like I was walking like I was drunk or something the whole time I was there. Every time I get up to walk, I was, like, real lightheaded, like, like off balance and stuff. And it just, you didn't get used to it. You know, usually I can walk into a place and fill it, and it doesn't linger on me. It lingered the whole time I was there, on me anyway. So you guys were able to walk into that joint the first night and, and just say, eh, I'm going to sleep. We'll check hey. it out in the morning. I have to say. No, we yeah, actually Andy, did a tour. Andy or all the way there, me and Candy's like lecturing Mandy. Do you know this guy? Do you know this dude? You're taking us to a strange place where we don't even know oh, anybody. Yeah. We're like, yeah. that face or what, that. what's going on here? Hey, listen. <laughs> I, I was like, to... look, we were freaking out. it's okay. 
I hate to say this, but I'm right there with you, Chastity. This was, you know, when I'm here, heard about all this until I actually got to know Rick, I thought this was, this was the beginning of a pretty good horror movie, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's when we got there, it was nice because he was very welcoming and he had another couple there. So it made it, we felt a little more comfortable. So, but still was a freaky idea coming to a place to stay where it was supposed to be scary and stuff. <laughs> so the lady was there to greet us to make she just feel got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! So you guys, so you guys get up the next morning and then you start investigating. What what is you know what are some of the uh, things that you guys we, did and what some one of what some of the stuff you guys experienced? We just got up and ate some breakfast. They had somebody come there and they made us some breakfast. And he was talking to us about, I can't believe you guys they come here by yourself. I could have been a strange. I could have been a murderer or something. Oh. <laughs> Me and Candy told him, we're like, yeah, we was wanting the same thing, but we're glad that you handled it the way you did. <laughs> but we didn't invest well, it right away. They had a chef um, that, you know, was uh, coming to cook for us. So we all got up. The first thing we did was... Um, started get cleaned up because we wanted to be ready before the chef got there so we get up and uh, get ready and next thing you know they're coming with all this uh, breakfast and everything and, and we're all talking and drinking coffee and uh, after that we just hung out with the chef and his wife and, and um, talking to everyone he didn't give us a tour of the whole place when we first got there he just showed us uh, where the dragon table was and the cave and uh, then he took us upstairs and showed us our room and a couple other areas. And so that's what he did the first night. It was the next night after we got done eating and hanging out with everyone. And uh, he he went and gave us a tour of the place. And then us girls went live and did a tour on our own of the place. And waited till later to do um, the investigation. We spent more time trying to get our stuff equipment ready and trying to figure it out more than anything all day because we got new equipment, so we were trying to figure it out and learn it. I was going to say, I was gonna say this doesn't sound very scary. I mean, you guys, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, uh, I mean, it sounds like a oh, trip to the scary. Holiday Inn or what? Well, well, what's, let's get to the scary stuff. I want to hear the scary well, stuff. Well, that lady told us flat out, she said, that we, we warned her, his uncle's here and he likes to grope on women. So we were all freaking out that we might <laughs> got groped on that night. <laughs> but luckily we didn't. And then the lady. No, wait, no, short. no, wait a second. By a Ex- spirit. Ex- Ex- by a spirit. By a spirit. Chastity, by a spirit, to, yeah. You have to explain that. <laughs> That you guys are by not getting spirit. groped by a live person. I want to say okay. that we, <laughs> by a spirit. <laughs> we were upstairs but, the first night, and he was showing us our rooms. Well, actually, yeah, he showed us the room and then the kitchen, and I felt like something touched the back of me. I don't know if it was my leg or my butt, but and then I'm like, what the heck? And then Chastity's like, yeah, I felt something touch my hair. And then that's when they started telling us it was probably his uncle who likes to grope women. <laughs> like, he likes to mess with women's hair. They said he likes See? to mess with women's hair. Now that is that's what our show's all about. We want to hear that stuff. I mean, about the spirit, not about the. Well, you know, we got cameras stuff. up on us too. Um, we had cameras on, on us too when we were sleeping, 
Um, we didn't have it the first night. Mm-hmm. But the second night we had cameras to watch. Well, we, we Mandy slept. thought she had it first night, but she didn't have it set up right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! So 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 you finally guys go live and you start doing um, some investigation. What uh, what's some of the stuff that you came across? Well, first. The first thing we ended up doing was the witch box. We ended up bringing the witch box into where the dragon table was. Oh, my and gosh. This just sounds like a terrible idea. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, this sounds fantastic. Cassidy, Cassidy and I take this witch box apart. It's like a puzzle. And Cassidy is so nervous. She's like, oh my, she's like looking at me like, oh, my God, Mandy, what are we doing? What happens if you take the witch box apart and you can't get it back together again? Do you just kind of like, right. like, put it together loosely and set it back up on the shelf and, and walk away? No, and I leave like that. I left the part of it being put together by the caretaker. Okay. <laughs> I took it apart and I let him put it together. So what's so but, so you take the witch box apart? What happens? Well, I ended up doing um, a ten-minute spiritual writing, and I was trying to find out what the box wanted, and. Now, when I do my writing, I'm connecting with all different types of energies around. It won't just be if there's something attached to the witch box. It could be anything around. And I, I started to get all kinds of communication. Um, I had a weird name that came through. It was like a Japanese name, like J-A-N-I-S-E or something like that. And I kept getting help. I ended up getting... Another man's name came through. I think it was Darius or something. Then um, a lady came through, and she said she was 19, and she died in 1988, and her name was Sarah. And She's a hitchhiker. I, I, yes. Um, I didn't know anything about her, but they said that um, the caretaker told me there was a girl who was 19 who was murdered, and um, they didn't know what her name was. But they think she might have been killed on that property years ago, and she was hitchhiking. But um, which is which is which is funny because when you told me that story after you got back, I had Mm -hmm. heard that story from the character from Rick. Uh, That that was that that was a story that he had heard himself, and. Yeah. I, it wasn't a story that he had told you ahead of time. It was just no, a story. No, it was not. a story in a conversation he and I had had, and uh, he was just, you know, just relating some weird stuff that he had heard had happened on the property. Not that he mm-hmm. knew, not that he knew for a fact or anything that anything that had mm-hmm. just stuff he had heard. And then when you told me that, I was like, okay, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of weird. So it is. Well, anyway, I continued to ask what the box wanted, and it was just basically I just kept getting help. So, anyway, after the 10 minutes of the writing, we ended up uh, having the caretaker and one of the shrine members put the box back together. They ended up, uh, I think they left the box there. We no, put the box moved. back together, Mandy. Me and Candy put it back together because we. Oh. Yeah, well, me and Candy member, put it back together. The shrine member and the caretaker moved it back to the um, inside the cave, and then us ladies uh, ended up sitting around the dragon portal table, 
And I'll tell you what, they had LED lights above that dragon portal table and the lights kept flickering. I don't understand why these white LED lights were flickering, but they kept flickering. Um, I've never known LED lights to flicker, so it was it was odd. And they even said, yeah, that's odd. Um, we did get some stuff that was coming through that our, our new um, equipment called the ink box. And what did it say, Cassidy? Did it say help or? Just kept, it like kept it saying help. We get we got help a lot. A woman, a lady, really needed help, and we got a kid's voice, mm-hmm. a little child. Wow. Yeah, that's that's it, amazing. It, it, and then we you, had. It makes you wonder how much of that is tied to that story about the hitchhiker. <laughs> you well, know, I had that's what we were saying. Well, what's creepiest is we had Mandy's doll, haunted doll, on there on the table, walked away, came back, and it was facing the other direction. At the same time, but, I heard a little girl, and I was like, Mandy, I, I heard a little kid. And no, Mandy's like, I hear it too. Or, Listen, I got to be honest with you. If, if you're going to take a doll around with you as a haunted doll, you guys deserve whatever you get. From the haunted doll. <laughs> this is how it happened. Cassidy's not telling that part right. How it happened was I had the doll sitting on the dragon portal table. I had it facing towards us, so that way if it was to turn, I would know somebody messed with it. So Chastity and I began packing up our equipment so it's ready for us to leave in the morning. And we're right by the now the way they have it set up, you got the dragon portal area and then down the hall is the case. So we're kinda like right there. You know, it's that close. We're packing our stuff. All of a sudden, I hear a little girl, and I go, I hear something. Chastity goes, yeah, I hear a little girl. We look over on the table, and that's when we seen the doll had been turned completely around. So that's how it happened. So you guys never, like, even left its presence, and it had turned No, around. we were right there. We were right there. And but, I was like, Chastity, that doll. <laughs> but nobody we saw it. No, nobody saw any yeah, kind we of ran. movement or nothing. So no. we ran to Rick. We were like, are you recording in here? We had the camera in there, but he said he wasn't. We're like, dang it, that would have been good to get on camera. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We so were we bad because that would have been good. You hear the child, and then right as soon as you hear the child, that doll was turned around. That was creepy. Okay. But okay. some other okay. stuff that went on was we decided to go and uh, – have uh, Chastity um, did the isolation in the room where um, all the mirrors are, and I forget what it's called. Um, it begins with an S. It's where they have you sit down in the mirror, in front of a mirror, and you look into it, and you know your face is said to change. It's something that um, you didn't say like Bloody Mary three times or Candyman. Or no. Anything. Okay. <laughs> all right. No, no but that um, would have been a good idea. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible (laughs) idea. Come on. I would never do that. Cassidy would. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, they used it to have their patients sit there and stare until they seen their faces change. It was like a psychological thing. So they had these candles up there and these old um, swords up there, Buddha-looking um, statues, uh, just expensive haunted stuff. I mean, it was pretty cool. And every room was blocked off with these Japanese curtains. And 
Cassie, go ahead and tell him what happened with your, I don't know what happened with you when you went. Did you get anything? Well, I know when you were standing in that mirror, sitting in that mirror, there was something behind you. No, you. you. Did you? Did you get anything? I didn't get nothing. They don't like me. I don't know. They didn't, they didn't do nothing to me. <laughs> oh, jeez. If they only knew. If they only knew. <laughs> yeah. But they got Mandy. Yeah. They sure did. Cassie you could see everybody. Was she was up there 15 All right, minutes. I only sat there for five minutes. Mandy's like, oh, it's my turn. I want to do it. I feel like I need to do it. So I had to get up and let her do it. <laughs> she wasn't and getting no activity, she, so. Well, not after five minutes. Hey, so listen, like, if you guys, listen, if you, if you guys want to fight, we'll send you to your rooms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so Mandy, so you, so you go into the hall of mirrors or the room of mirrors or whatever. And so what happened to you? Uh, I'm sitting there. Cat, actually, Cassie took my phone so she could watch, and I had her phone on the lot. The only equipment we brought up there was um, the Ovilus 5, and we had it sitting there. The two candles are lit. The curtain's closed. Those guys go downstairs to leave me alone up there, and they are down in the portal um, where the portal table is. So I'm completely alone. And I'm just this is this is starting to sound like Jason's night at work, by the way. Except maybe oh, they didn't God. have candlelight. But go ahead. <laughs> 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 well, anyway, I'm sitting there, and it was weird. It was a very weird experience because the longer you stared, it did look like your face is changing. It did look like uh, like I was getting dark shadows on my face, kind of like that five o'clock shadow you men get. When you don't shave, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's like mine's that. more like at two thirty in the afternoon. But go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> well, anyway, the obelisk starts going off, and it's saying unknown. Um, I think it said sister and something else. But anyway, I I did catch like a shadow out of the corner of my eye, and I say it on the live feed. I said, I said, well, I said I think I've seen a shadow, and I just continue on looking in the mirror and i tell the viewers i said if you guys see anything let me know and all of a sudden no one's seeing anything and i'm just staring then all of a sudden these people watching are like there's something behind you it's the black shadow going back and forth and i'm like what i don't see anything and they just keep saying there's something behind you and then my sister god loved her she gets on the phone and messages on uh, the live feed. She says, Mandy, get out of there. And I'm like, what? I feel like, Cassie, you quit messing around trying to do this isolation. She goes, Mandy, I'm serious. There's something behind you. And at that point, fear set in. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's not joking. There is something. Because it was almost like the atmosphere changed. I was feeling comfortable, and I, I was kind of like in a deep meditation, like just staring and I was doing okay, and then Chastity and everyone starts seeing the shadows, and it was like fear sat in, and I'm like, get up here and get me now. She gets and everybody's up there. Like, Cassie, and, go get your sister. Yeah, they were all seeing the shadow figure, but I couldn't see it. Wow. And so that happened. It was really scary. I won't lie. No. It's so, it's so, Mandy, did you? So tell me about the cave. Did you guys go down in the cave too? 
Was there something? Yes, we were. Yeah. Uh, we get down in the cave and we set up um, the doll next to the. Oh the gosh, the doll again! You took. The... So you're yeah. taking the doll around well, with you? Like. <laughs> didn't he say there was a doll that laughed or something in the closet there they had in the cave? I think so. I know that 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 doll room they had was spooky. It was spooky. We didn't even go in there. Yeah. We should have locked you in there, Mandy. Next time we oh, go, no, we're locking no, you no. in there. But you guys that are the ones happen. carrying it. You got you guys are the ones carrying a doll around. So you hey, we did have... find her sister in that closet. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. This, you know what's going to happen is a spirit, a spirit's good, a spirit's going to jump into that doll that you got, and then you're going to wish you had just left That's it why at I told home. Her. Sounds like there's a spirit already in that doll. No, well, I think what's happening is I think the doll is a trigger, and uh, yeah, and that's why you're taking it places, right? I mean, you're yes, you're hoping it's just okay a trigger object. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not. I knew it's there not was already dolls. possessed. Yeah, it's not possessed, but if they keep messing around, it's going to be possessed. Well, they say there is a spirit attached to her. The lady who was who owned her died with her in her arms. By the way, by the way, to to you guys and our listeners, if you haven't listened to the second part of our episode with Mark Muncie about Robert the doll, I strongly urge you to go listen to that before you start taking Ooh. this doll around to other places. <laughs> Very strongly. <Yeah. laughs> yes. <laughs> go, to, go do some research on Robert the doll. Then tell me, tell me how, uh, how you want to drag Raggedy in around. Check that out. Yeah. But so what? So what happened down in the cave? Well, in the cave, he has an area that has a tree with these dolls hanging on there. And the one doll said, it said to laugh. He had scary looking masks in there, and they had the witches. That's where they kept the witches box. And there was just multiple things in there that was haunted scary looking things and you just felt this energy inside that place in in that area well i put the doll up against the door and put a k2 on her i mean as soon as the k2 turned on it was going crazy it wouldn't stop and then we we set up the uh, rem pod and the geo phone and i think that was it and uh cassidy did you have your ink box going i think you did no you had the app going your app and everything just went and quit going off. Everything was going crazy. Um, them girls wouldn't do an isolation. They were too scared. Ooh, so get, she's calling uh, you out. I did. Upstairs. She's calling you out. Calling you. He wouldn't do it in the cave. So I was like, okay, you wanted fine, to do I'll, it, I'll so do we it. let you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And but I asked the girls to do it, and they weren't they weren't feeling it. They was like, nope. So they, they ended up leaving me, and um, Chastity left her app running while I was in the cave. And, you know, I was asking if anyone was in there with me. And I heard this man come through, and he goes, plain as day, you hear this man? He goes, yes. It was freaky. And, and then I we did miss break. Well, but I asked when I was doing my isolation if they would set everything off, go to each device and set it off. Oh my gosh, I got what I asked for because everything went crazy. The geophone was in front of me and something was just pacing right there in front of me. I could feel the energy just going right by. And all of a sudden, I look at this geophone and, and it picks up on movement and temperature change. The red and blue lights were going crazy. That thing was chirping. 
I look at the numbers, it was 423. They dropped down to 416. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And it just started, like, building, like, the intent just kept building and building. And I I probably lasted maybe eight minutes in the cave, and then I, I, I couldn't do it no more because it was that strong. It was like I was just being uh, I wouldn't say eight minutes, maybe like two. Oh. No, it was longer. Because when you we left you alone, we went to get the mist spray, and then we came back, and then we sprayed. Well, I watched the video, and it was longer than two minutes. And but anyway, I was listening to everything that was coming through, and it was creepy, really creepy. And they ended up coming back, and we did the spray right where I was, uh, right where the geo phone was, because that's that's where it felt like something just kept moving right there, mm-hmm. and we captured this really scary looking thing that them guys were the caretaker and the shrine member was saying it looked like a wolf they called it the wolf man or dog man or something oh boy okay yeah yeah Yeah. to me it looked like it had a pointy head pointy ears and like a you could see a nose the mouth and yellow eyes and i'm not kidding you guys i've seen that and it freaked me out it was freaky so well, it looked like first... an Anubis. Yes, it was blue too. The weird thing was, it looked blue. <laughs> well, the, oh the first thing I'd like to point out is, is Chastity. Whether she stayed in there for two minutes or eight minutes, that was way longer than you ever st- stayed in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to say, was it wasn't eight minutes? That's all uh, I was trying to get at. <laughs> I think you're, I think you're splitting hairs. Of the dog man himself. It was definitely longer than two minutes. I can tell you that. Holy moly! Well, so 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 what I want is so so most everything you guys did, you guys did live feeds and it's on tape and it's recorded, and so so I don't want to give away everything that may have happened because I think most of our listeners then can hear this little bit little you know little few minutes here of what you guys have said and obviously there was a lot of activity we want them then to go to your page and check out the videos that you guys did and see you guys in action that's kind of what so um, oh yeah so most every every single one of these events except for um what you guys say the in the the doll turning most everything else was on some sort of live feed you guys did right yeah, yeah. we didn't get to investigate the one room though with the doll that had the hair that grew we, we never got to investigate there he didn't want us going by or taking any pictures of that she's room the mother so, of but the we never shrine. got to investigate it there okay okay she's the mother of the shrine the okara i believe is what they call her she has rural hair that grows what? He's like, yes. What? What? That is that? insane. Wow. Okay. It's like so, six inches tall. It, it's only like six inches long. And it has real hair, black hair. And they said they've been keeping track of it. And the hair has been growing. Yeah. And I didn't tell you what else happened. I got scratched. You've seen it, didn't you, Chastity? Remember looking on my legs, seeing those marks? It was like, I, I don't know, it was like three marks, but it wasn't like really 
um, like if you took your nails and scratched, but you can see outlining of three marks. And that happened after I picked up a sword. <laughs> I probably well, now let's now up. let's be honest. Let's that be ain't honest. on my. Did you cut your? Did you cut your leg all with the sword? No. And you're just trying to blame <laughs> no. it on spirit. No, come on. Well, it was weird because he had a sword, and the sword was um, said to have killed a lot of soldiers by um, they would slice them in the belly, and the sword was actually used for that, and it was actually said to be you know. I don't know. I don't know if it's haunted or not, but I think it is. But he had it inside of a bone, an actual bone that looked like a, like a casing, but it was made out of bone. And I'm like, oh wow! It had all these markings on it. I'm like, can I see that? He's like, yeah. I pick it up and take it out, and I'm looking at it, and like, oh wow, that's awesome. I put it back together and I hand it to him, and then all of a sudden I felt something on my leg, like a sting, and I'm like, I don't. I didn't know what it was. Uh, like a, at first, I thought a bee might have got me or something. And I'm like, what? What is that? And I, like, kind of like take and brush my leg. And I'm like, what the heck? And I look, and I'm like, you guys, I think I'm scratched. And I look, and there's like three marks. And I, we didn't take pictures up there because he doesn't allow it in his room up there, in those areas. But I didn't frown on it or anything. But uh, I didn't. We just continued on, and when we went back downstairs, I didn't. Uh, we didn't take no pictures or anything like that. We just but continued yes, on. To your question, we are the only ones that was that spent the whole weekend there. Nobody else has been able to spend the night there. That he said, one lady woke up, and got I'm, up at four o'clock in the morning, and left. Didn't even say a word. She just packed up and left. <laughs> and four I guess men haven't been able to stay there either. There's been men that couldn't even do it. <laughs> well, that means that means two one of two things. You guys are either um, the the toughest ghost investigators around, or you're just crazy. I mean, it's one of two things. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's probably a good combination. So, so as we wrap this up, then, so chastity, haunted or not haunted? Oh yeah. By far, we we need to go back and do it again and get some other stuff. We need to do it again. See, now I just wanted a yes or no because now you've already answered the second question I was going to ask. <laughs> do, I need you, do I need to give you notes so we can? Uh, so, so, and I think Mandy, I think you obviously. Yeah, I think so, Mandy. You obviously, you obviously experienced enough stuff that you definitely believe this place is active with spirits of some sort. Oh, yeah. Yes. For sure. I will tell for you sure. that this is the most Creepiest haunted place we've place. ever went. The most haunted place that I've ever investigated ever. And we've been to a yeah. lot of places. Yeah, yeah just yeah, it wasn't that long ago haunted. you guys went to um, uh, Waverly Hills, right? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't yeah. Really get a whole lot on, at that. I don't think it was. Oh, that's. I wasn't. You guys are. You you guys are like ah, Waverly Hills. That's nothing. (laughs) So you guys are definitely. uh, You guys are definitely gonna gonna make a return trip then and see what else you can. Oh, more than one. Yeah, he's invited us that we can come there whenever we want. We are now considered. Listen, Mandy. And like a member of Shrine. Mandy. (laughs) I hate to break it to you, Mandy. He invited me and Jason too, but that doesn't mean we're going. Oh, I know. It doesn't mean and we're I going. And I heard that y'all wouldn't go. 
Are you too scared to go? Well, yeah. we just we just can't get away long enough to do it. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, there you go. I would like to say I'd like to say we're too smart to go down there. <laughs> I mean, look, I why do I want to torture myself? I don't. I, I mean, I know my limitations. I'm not going to be, you know. See, you'd I don't be want perfect because they would feed that's... off your fear, and we would get some really good evidence. Well, it's not that I'm scared. <laughs> Listen, it's not that I'm scared. It's that I I don't really have any interest in having something try to scare me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just sure. Uh, Ain't that the whole point of investigating? <laughs> that, and that's why we that's why we enjoy talking to you guys that go do it. Because that's why we do it, Yeah, that's why you about it. That's right. So tell everybody, tell everybody listening how they can go watch the videos, where they can go watch them, and check out firsthand uh, you guys' experiences um, down at the Shinto Shrine. Go to our Facebook page. Okay, Okay, one at a time. Mandy, you tell them where they can go see, and then, and then, then Chastity, you can chime in. So let's do this again. Where can where can they go see you guys' videos of uh, your investigation at the Shinto Shrine? You can go check us out on Facebook at Ghost Sisters and see all of our live videos and pictures. And pictures, Chastity. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add? Nope. Oh, geez, now that about sums it up, then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I encourage all of our, I, I encourage all of our listeners who have not checked out the Ghost Sisters. Um, you know, they they might be a little modest, but they are blowing up. They are becoming uh, some of the most well-known uh, paranormal investigators, uh, not only on Facebook but through other through other avenues i don't know what we're all liberty to talk about how big they're blowing up but i maybe we'll save that later on when some stuff comes uh becomes concrete but uh get in on the ground floor now at the ghost sisters because someday they're going to be huge like i'm talking t-shirts uh that you that you see in stores not that you're just ordering off of their facebook page uh you know, there's going to be Ghost Sister merchandise everywhere you look. There's going to be Ghost Sister uh, multimedia platforms. Uh, they're going to be all over the place. You're going to be sick of seeing and hearing about them, I think, pretty soon. So, uh, <laughs> go, go, Why, go, thank you. <laughs> I know, I know. Is it, you know, is that kind of a compliment that you're going to get sick of seeing and hearing about you guys? I don't know. That's but, a real uh, compliment. Yes. That's a real compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, thank uh, you. But yeah, you guys have. Uh, it's amazing to see uh, how how much you guys have really uh, blown up. I mean, there's no other way to say it since the first time we had you guys you know on what, the show. Shane? You know what, Shane? I had on my uh, live feed today on Facebook that popped up was Chastity and I did our first investigation ever before we even made Ghost Sisters. We um, went. August 16th, 
No, it was in August 2016. We went to the Mansfield prison, and I had those videos popping up in my live feed, and I, it was four years ago. But we wow. didn't create well, the page until October. Which you, I shared it. will be three years. Yeah. So think, yeah, so think. So think about think about where you guys have come in, in three and four you know three or four years. So yeah, I mean I, I I I think it's going to be awesome to see how far you guys have gone will have gone in another three or four years. I mean we right. probably won't even be able to get you back on the podcast, but you'll you know, be too hey, busy. We'll take, yeah, we'll take you <laughs> up. So, so I encourage everybody. Go, I encourage everybody go check these guys out on their Facebook page. Check out the videos; they're really cool. Um, you know, I, I every once in a while when I when I have all the lights on and it's not too scary, I'll watch them while they're doing their live feed because it's very entertaining. And um, and these guys are these guys are good. So I we I know Jason. I want to thank you guys for joining. You're way past up past your bedtime yep. tonight to come on with us so we, we appreciate that we appreciate that um jason and i don't need any beauty sleep because no. it doesn't help us it no it doesn't help anyway. it's a futile <laughs> task <laughs> yeah so uh, so but yeah we appreciate you guys joining us tonight and sharing and sharing some of uh what happened and you know we encourage everybody to go check you guys out on facebook give you some love uh and, and check out those videos and uh you guys will be hooked. The Ghost Sisters are the real deal. Absolutely. So, so thanks, uh, Mandy and Chassie, for joining us tonight. And uh, sorry we kept you up so late. Oh, good. Well, we look forward You're to welcome. you coming thanks back on again and keeping us updated on everything that's coming your way here in the near future. Yeah. Yep, oh, yeah. Exactly. A lot more exactly. to come. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks again, and we will catch you guys later. Have a good one. Yep, take care. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>
depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.